Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hi, this is Paige from Giggly Squad, and I want to talk to you about Splash Refresher and my water intake. Okay, so you guys obviously know that I'm a hydrated girly, but sometimes when you drink that much water, it starts to just taste bland and you're just like, I need something to spice it up. That's why I love Splash Refresher. It has zero sugar, zero calories, and it's a splash of sweetness. And they come in five different flavors. They're so good. Wild berry, acai grape, pineapple mango, lemon, and mandarin orange. My favorite is the wild berry because I just, I just love a berry. So if you're like me and you're drinking water all day, then try Splash Refresher. It's going to absolutely change your water game and it's good for you. Where are my dragons? You're listening to Bandwagons. Morning, folks. We are back again for another week. It is Fanula on the Wagon joined with Breed Boo herself. And we are back <laughs> to talk about the biggest TV show at the minute, probably arguably of the last while. Um, or ever. Ever. Ever, would you say? I would say ever. We'll, we'll get to it. We'll but. get to that. Um, season eight premiered at some stage. We're recording a week in advance, so time has no meaning to me, but the first episode premiered to 17.4 million viewers. So that's a lot. People are interested to see who gets the Iron Throne on Game of Thrones. Da, 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 da. <laughs> Stunning. Yeah, that's really nice. Breathe that's the musician. That's the height I of all I know. Yeah. Um, just to warn viewers, there will be spoilers ahead if you haven't started at all. Um, they'll be mild enough because Breathe never watched the show. <laughs> <laughs> and I am halfway through season three. So this is going to be an interesting 50-ish minutes. But thankfully, we are joined by a wonderful guest, an expert, no less, in the show. Raider presenter and big sexy bitch, Pamela Joyce, <laughs> yes, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. You it. Thank you so much. <laughs> I don't know if I'm an expert, but I'm, I'm into it. You've rewatched the series in anticipation of season eight. Yes, so I was going to go down the route of just, watch, just watching seven. Okay. And then I thought, if you're going to do it, do it properly. Fair. So I think okay. I watched seven seasons in four and a half weeks. Okay. Oh my God. Says quite a lot about my life <laughs> and who I am as a person. You have a lot going on. Yeah. 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 Very I finished work at 10am to be fair. You s- Plenty of time. So I had so much time. Yeah. And I like it was on my mind the whole time. Oh really? I'd be Just at work and I'd be itching to get home to watch the next episode. Couldn't Even though I knew out. it was going to happen because I'd already watched it. Yeah. I just needed to get back and watch it again. That's mad. It was bad. It was bad. 
Let's turn to Breed for a second. Oh, uh, no. Breed has never, ever watched the show. Ever. Have never, you? Never. Not a minute. Not even like a clip or anything? No. You've never read I know. Like it. I've seen just like pictures and memes and stuff, but never sat down and watched any of it. What do you think Game of Thrones is about? Oh, uh, no. I kind of knew you were going to ask me this. So I was like really resisting the urge to like actually just Google what it's about so I don't come across as a big fool. <laughs> <laughs> but like I put it in the same category as like Lord of the Rings. It's kind of just in a bracket that it's like something I'll never really be interested in. And I put it in that box and I put it under the bed and it sits there with all of, all of the Lord of the Rings movies <laughs> and the hobbits and all. Like. <laughs> ah, them hobbits under the bed. But but yeah, you, but you respect it as a thing. But it's Oh just, yeah, but like now the more people I hear, like especially coming up to season eight, I'm mad to get into it now. And I think I'm going to let season eight come and go and then I'll watch the whole thing. You know nothing, Jon Snow. I'll turn back to Pamela now to mm-hmm. see if she can give us an explainer using any analogy maybe like is there like a Kardashian a equivalent analogy no, for what, what, how I would describe it I think you're bang on with the Lord of the Rings kind of vibe okay I would say it is kind of Lord of the Rings meets House of Cards essentially oh. it is a political drama <laughs> it's just set somewhere else in a fictional land that we have never seen and there are dragons yeah, but yeah. I think that gives it. I think people get spooked by the dragons. They think it's silly and they're like, oh, dragons, that's yeah, not that real. I don't care. Definitely what I thought. Without sounding bizarre, the dragons are quite a minor part of it. Yeah, I found they're that not, as I watch along. It's They're not as. The focus is not on them all the time. It's a lot more about the real drama than the dragons and the White Walkers and all that. Whatever. <laughs> Is that why you think Breed and other people don't get into it? It's the fantasy element and... I think so. And now I do love fantasy. I love Lord of the Rings. I love sci-fi. I love Star Wars. I love all the stuff like that. And I think on the outside, if you look at it, you see people dying and coming back to life. You see an army of the dead. You see dragons and you think, no, 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 that's all fake. That's not for me. But really, it's just a very small element of it. The story in itself. Like, I am obsessed with George R. R. Martin. The way, like, it's so incredible that in Westeros and everything he's created has absolutely dwarfed, we'll say, the worlds of Harry Potter and Lord of the Rings. Mm. They are oh, minute wow. yeah. in relation to the Game of Thrones and uh, Song of Fire and Ice series. Like, yeah. for example, my fa- so I'm obsessed with languages. And my favourite thing is that they had to create languages specifically for the programme. Yeah, actually, I heard that. So the guy who came up with the languages, basically, he went through all the books. They had a competition online. This is what I do in all my spare time. I watch all these interviews and find these things out and it's really sad. So they had a thing online being like, hey, we need someone to make up a language for a TV series. Give us your idea as to what you do. He entered and he won and he got commissioned to invent Dothraki and Valyrian and all these languages that are in it. So for Dothraki, he went through all the books that had been written up to that point. He found 26 instances of Dothraki words wrote them all down and from there built the language out from that. Oh so like George R. R. Martin kind of just threw down words yeah. Not knowing that someday somebody would have to go in and build a language from these words that he made up. So this guy went in and said, OK, well, that's that word conjugated that way. So if I were to build that out into the infinitive to make a verb and then conjugate it into all other ways of it. And he built a language that you can actually learn on Duolingo. And I'm learning high value. Really? Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Imagine being on Tinder and swiping through and coming across your man and like his claim is like, yeah, I invented the door. Dor- I think language. it was bullshit. Pam would be like, yes, 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 I yes. Would be so into it. <laughs> Did you watch the show from the start? Yes. From the very start? I would like to say I'm an OG. So I think, I don't know that it was the very first premiere of the first episode, but it was while well, first season was on. Yeah. Uh, I think I was in the latter half of first year of college. 
So I had a lot of spare time and one of the lads I was friendly with lived beside a cafe and every evening whenever it premiered we'd go in there and they'd give us all the sandwiches and scones and stuff they were about to throw out. Delicious. It was incredible. Yeah. And we'd just go and light the fire and watch Game of Thrones. It was so much fun and I had no idea at the time. It wasn't that big at the time. Yeah. I had no idea that it would turn into what it is now. And I think I've, I obviously watched the series as they went on but I was never as into it as I am now. And it's kind of annoying me that it's such a thing. Yeah. Because I'm like, no, I was into it before. Yeah. It was cool and popular. Yeah, yeah. And I'm not just being a bandwagoner. Mm-hmm. No offense to yeah. you. But I'm like, no, I was into it, please. But yeah. It seems like, yeah, there's this like resistance to it now. I've seen so many memes where it's like, oh, saying you've never watched an episode of Game of Thrones is the new uh, I'm a vegan and stuff. And I'm just like... Sing a new song. Sh- yeah, yeah, sing a new song. Like, are you finding that a lot? Are you like, I just know myself from... Most of my friends watch it, so I haven't. I've kind of been that person who's like, well, I've never watched an yeah. episode of Game of Thrones. But have you been surrounded by people and have you tried to convince them? Or are you just like, right, it's too far gone? Like, it's season eight now and it's the last one. Like, bye, I, fuck yourself. Yeah, I think it's one of those things whereby it's like you're either all for it or you're completely against it. And at this stage, you're so stubborn about it. Like, one of my best friends, she's just like, no, I'm never going to watch it. I hate it. It's so stupid. I'm like, Okay, but it's the biggest TV program in the world, so I don't think it's that stupid. Mm. Yeah. She's just stubborn about it at this point because it's been, what, she just nine years. She's like, no, well, I've been resisting it for this long. Why would I start now? I'm just going to be stubborn about it and not watch it. I'm like, mm, you're missing out, girl. You could argue that it's just, like, the people's vote more so and that it's just, like, popular in that way, but it's not actually good. But it's been... Because I've seen a lot of people arguing about, like, the acting, like as the series has progressed and mm-hmm. stuff and there's an argument amongst fans that like the series has trailed off but I mean like it's been recognised at the Emmys and stuff and even watching it myself the last episode that I just watched was the one where Jamie Lannister loses his hand <gasps> and that was uh, that was nominated for an Emmy mm-hmm. just for that and that's an insanely incredibly intense scene yeah. also just to put in as well Gary Lightbody is in that episode what? I only look when I saw it on the Wikipedia he's like some soldier or something I was like was he just a massive fan and was like get me in but the same as Ed Ed Sheeran Sheeran, wasn't it oh my god yeah I haven't got to that yet is it as bad as people say it is honestly it's not it's just they were so dignified and wonderful in the whole series up to that point they didn't have any massive stars coming in as actors they were all pretty unknown actors who came in for the series and then he's just plonked into it now he's in it for he's in it yeah of course he does what yeah He's in it for Anyway, here's Wonder Woman. Yeah. I'm he's sold. in it for maybe two and a half minutes and it's just like no. Yeah, it just, just it just takes away it just takes you straight out of it. And you're like, kind oh, of these are all just actors, this is weird. Just ham fisted in there. Like mm. I can imagine being like, Please, Mom, yeah. I wanna be on Game of Thrones, yeah. like pulling someone's skirt. Like and just he's like in a Lannister soldier armor. Oh my god, what a like, rat. say uniform outfit, whatever it is. And it just doesn't work. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Oh. Yeah, you can only ever see Ed Sheeran as Ed Sheeran. Like, yeah. he, he was in Home and Away as well, wasn't he? Oh my God, he was. He but just, was he playing? He, I think he was. Him into I think he big. was playing himself in that, though. I don't know. Which would you rather cameo on, Game of Thrones or Home and Away? I already think I know both of your answers. <laughs> I'm kind of torn because I think I would enjoy Home and Away more. But like, you'd definitely be more famous. You'd have more clout with Game of Thrones. You know what I mean? But it'd be less longevity. Yeah. Also. Home and Away would be a lot warmer. Summer Bay, yeah. the north. Do Although, you know what I mean? you'd also have to be in a bikini. Immortalised on television. Not for me. Oh, yeah. And instead of those like nice like wolf skins, yeah. just like oh, brooding. Like, yeah. yeah. Although I would have difficulty if I were to be in Game of Thrones. It's something I lose sleep over. I cannot decide where I would be from in Westeros. Oh, really? Yeah. Like, my where heart, are you my now? Heart, my heart is telling me I'm a northerner. Okay. <laughs> I feel like always the north. 
<laughs> but my soul is screaming Dorn. But and okay, just, isn't it? Didn't this come out like yesterday that Westeros is like an upside, upside down map Ireland. of Ireland? Yeah, yeah. When I was because I was looking it up yesterday as I was watching just out of curiosity, I was trying to figure out all the places because I was wondering how like Littlefinger just seems to be all over the gap, like moving around. And I was like, yeah. what the fuck? But I was looking it up and I was like, this looks really familiar, and I couldn't figure it out. So I'm glad that I, you've just shared yeah, that yeah, nugget of information right. with me, Breed. But why did it take you so long to get into it? Why did it take me? You're so a bandwagon And I am You're a, a bandwagon I am a busy, well, not anymore, unemployed. <laughs> um, no, t- so I downloaded, probably shouldn't be saying this because illegal. Um, I uh, acquired mm-hmm. season one for my boyfriend because he couldn't stream it or whatever. So I got it for him and he watched it. And because I had it as well, I also watched it. And I was like, this is like nearly two years ago now. And I was like, yeah, this is pretty good. So you watched it and then stopped watching it. Yeah. Freak, continue. But because, <laughs> like, at this time, I didn't have a TV in college. And at home, we didn't have, like, on-demand and, like, catch-up. So at this point, we were still, like, two or three seasons ahead anyway. Okay. So I actually physically couldn't. But I'm going to be honest, like, the last year or so, it's probably been laziness. Because yeah. we got that sweet, sweet Sky On Demand. And we had we have all the series now. So I'm just... I, I'm going to be honest. I started again... Purely because of the podcast, because we obviously needed someone with a middle ground of knowledge. And now I don't think I can stop. And obviously it helps that I have ample time on my hand, but I'm really intrigued because I knew everything that was happening from writing about it and listening to other people and like reading spoilers. I'm the worst person. I I want to read. I want to know what's going on, even though I'm not watching the show. Part of me is like, there's all these theory videos on YouTube. I'm like, I'll just watch like one 15 minute video and then I'll leave it at that. And then I'm like, four hours later down a hole. I'm like, okay, this person's going to turn to that person. I'm like, I don't want to know. Just let the series develop in its own time. Yeah. That's what I was actually going to ask you next, though, is so just if anyone is completely in the dark as well, it's basically all of these families competing for the Iron Throne, which is yeah. the they're the leader of the Seven it's Kingdoms. It's kind of like the All-Ireland. Kind of. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. That's a great analogy. Um, who do you think is going to take the Iron Throne and who would you want to take the Iron Throne? Oh, see, I, I'm very against spoilers, even if there's a disclaimer that says there's spoilers. I think Daenerys will end up on the throne. Okay. Why? Um, she just she has been the most thorough about it. Yeah. She, I mean, if you go back into the chronology of the story, she <sighs> is the rightful heir because, I mean, Robert Baratheon usurped Ares the Second, who was her dad. So really, he just is a usurper, and he shouldn't have been there at all. Uh, but then, because you know, I don't want to say it in case you know, no, you know. Yeah. You no, know. no, no. I know. I know. I yeah. don't know. <laughs> you know about John. You sure? Yeah. Okay. I don't. Okay. This is a full disclaimer. I'm about to ruin everything, so just turn the volume down for like thirty seconds. I, John is the rightful heir. Okay. But I think he's going to abdicate. And yeah, because he seems it. like a bit of a like righteous so and so, doesn't he? He's like a just, bunch. He's just a, always wants to be the good guy. Like yeah. I mean, fuck, he's, take the throne for. He's like his sake. uncle Ned Stark, who yeah. was his dad. He's, he's that's who he is. Fair. And, he, that's what he grew up with and I'm like okay but like just be a bit of crack yeah like come on <laughs> just lighten up Johnson yeah. please we get it you were killed whatever Go I was talking it. to Paddy before we came on air and he is he was just giving uh, Paddy from Headstuff the shout out he's been waiting for this I know time. literally dying like we were talking about it before we came on air and he was saying that he's not a massive fan but has watched all of it because of his girlfriend whatever and I was asking him who he'd like to see take the Iron Throne and he wasn't sure but he said that his favourite character was Arya but I don't know how she would end up getting it 
technically with the lineage. Mm. But he was like, I'd love to see her just... She's going to have a massive role to play. Yeah. I'm, I'm calling that she's going to kill the White Walkers. Really? Yeah. They're really scary. Why did she... So she went... Okay, I just... I'm going to go in with the theory that I have. Okay. I'm sorry to ruin it for you, possibly... None of this is going to mean anything. No, it's all going to be like, why like, are you speaking English? So, way back in season one, Bran was supposed to be killed. Oh, yeah. He was supposed to be pushed out the window, wasn't killed. Then Peter Baelish sent someone to kill him with his knife, blah, 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 blah. Then Bran gets the knife and is like, this is the knife that was supposed to kill me. And Arya takes it. And in season eight, episode one, she goes to Gendry, who's in the armory, and asks him to make her a dragon glass knife out of the same handle on the knife that was supposed to kill Bran. The theory is that Bran is actually going to warg into the Night King and then Arya is going to kill the Night King with the knife that was always intended to kill Bran. I mean, that makes sense. But she's going to kill it. <laughs> yes. But it's going to be dragon glass. She's going to kill the Night King but also King kill Bran at the same time. But her, like her, like her brother. He's not, her, he is a weirdo. I think, because oh, I've watched the latest episode and he's the funniest character in it by far. He's just he was a bit totally of crack, like, allergic to everything. He was a bit of crack there in that episode. Like when Jamie comes back at the end, he was kind of like, ew. ew. Just gave him a little bit of side eye. But <laughs> Bran is, like he was a lovely child. And then they just sucked the life out of him. Yeah, fair. That's but what I mean, a lot of other fans have been arguing. They were just like, they just didn't know what to do with him. So they were yeah. just like, right. His life has been quite bleak. So we'll allow it. PTSD and all that. Fair, not great. No. Not great. Tell me about the cheat sheet that you made for your colleagues in CFM. it was like foreplay to me. I was sitting at my desk in work and I was like, oh, I need to take a break. I'm getting a little bit giddy here. (laughs) (laughs) So I, a friend of mine at work, Sean, had set himself the task of watching the five, the seven seasons in five weeks. And he did so, but he was saying to me that, you know, okay, I've watched it so quickly that I'm afraid there's characters that are going to be important in this season that I kind of forget about. Because they tend to do that in Game of Thrones. Yeah. The characters, we'll say, for example, Meryn Trant, he was one of the Kingsguard for Joffrey. He's kind of in it every now and then. And then it gets to a big scene with him and you're like, who are you again? What did you do? Because it kind of just flashes up every now and then. There's a lot of characters like that that are actually quite important in certain bits. But you're like, wait, where did you come from again? You kind of have to look it up. So I printed out photos of 75 characters. So like, not on 75 pages. There's like 4,000 characters. Is there? Like, please. Proper ones? Mm, I'd say there's at least 100. Yeah, I would say yeah, yeah, yeah. Important to people that you. But bear in mind, like, but you only see the same five faces that got like really famous from it. Anyway, carry on. We'll, we'll, go back we'll get to that. To that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I printed them off and numbered them 1 to 75. And underneath them, I wrote their name, their character's name, if they had a nickname. And then Sean could go through it and be like, oh, look at the photos. I'm like, oh, number 17, who is that again? He'd be like, then it would say Sir Davos Seaworth in brackets, The Onion Knight. And then it'd say, oh, he's number 17. He'd flick to the page behind it go to the corresponding number 17 and there'd be a little bio being like, this is where he's from, this is what he did, this is who his alliance is with and this is where he is now. It was like a team sheet, like from what I saw on I the Instagram story. Way. It was like you were like the manager of Westeros like, and, and you were... Yeah, like I felt like I was doing my jog of feelings again afterwards because my hand was so sore. <laughs> but it was 
incredible. It was the most satisfying thing I've done in years. And the topic of Davos, Davos is played by Liam Cunningham. And I oh, yeah. um, saw him out having dinner with his family in Ramen recently. <gasps> oh. oh, he was too far away, I didn't see. Oh. But he seemed to have a lovely time. Did he? A great endorsement oh. for Ramen, I would say. Um, but it was mad because when I saw him, I was like, oh, sure, that's our man from Game of Thrones. And then I thought about it after when I realised who he was. I was like, God, that's really bad because he has been in so yeah. many other things in Game of Thrones. Yeah. yeah, but this is a big thing. I mean, I think that well as well for a lot of the actors... I'm afraid it would pigeonhole them because like Peter Dinklage and them they're brilliant actors but they're always going to be oh there's Tyrion Lannister that's what I was going to ask you though do you think like we've seen it with other shows you know like Breaking Bad with like Aaron Mm. Paul he hasn't he's now he's kept busy like he's he has the work but he hasn't really hit that sweet spot of having that same success whereas what's your man Brian Cranston has obviously done like Isle of Dogs and other stuff in the middle (laughs) that was the initial Uh, yeah literally but You'd wonder with these characters now and these actors, is it going to be a struggle for them to move past these characters and roles? I think the things with people like Aaron Paul, and let's say, for example, the Harry Potter films, they weren't particularly good actors to begin with. Mm. I think, we'll say with Harry Potter, they were cast because they looked like them and they were young and that was fine. But I think the Game of Thrones actors are all fantastic. So I think... Yes, there will be a period immediately afterwards of just like, okay, I'd say, I would imagine a lot of them will like actively opt to take a break because it's been so intense. Take maybe a year or two out and then I think they will eventually be all right. Yeah. I do hope for their sake it's more of a help than a hindrance, but. You'd argue as well, though, that they're probably financially absolutely laughing. They never work. I. Yeah, if they never worked a day in their life again. I would I would imagine this is completely unwarranted. I have no experience in this field whatsoever. But I would say that I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of them stuck to like more small budget things like independent films or even theatre and stuff rather mm. than going massive again. Yeah. You just, can... just to get the thespian satisfied within them. Have you read the books? Great question, Fanula. Didn't see that one coming. <laughs> um, I started trying to read them multiple times but I found because uh, George R. R. Martin uses such weird names that it was very difficult to try and get the weird character name to remember who they were and where they were from and because that's like there's characters who were just dropped mentioned once maybe who are actually really important later on so that now that I've watched the series a second time I started reading the first book A Game of Thrones about three weeks ago so it's slow painstaking process but I'll get there I think the first few pages you just need to power through and then you'd be in it. Yeah. And I also think that once season eight is over there'll be a massive hole in my life that I need to fill with the books. Yeah. I just asked because George R.R. R. Martin who wrote the books did an interview with CBS recently and he said that if the show had followed the books because he's still in the process of writing the series and it's continuing on but he said if the show followed the books that it would have lasted up to 13 seasons. Would you still have been interested or? I'm sure I would have watched it. I just wouldn't have been happy about it. Yeah. Um, but like I loved, we'll say, Grey's Anatomy back in the day when it was at its peak. I think that and Desperate Housewives, although I don't like to oh bad about Desperate Housewives, but they should have ended four or five seasons earlier yeah. than they did. And I think people are afraid. They're just so money hungry. They're afraid to just end a series when it's at its peak, at its peak, and let it be, and let yeah. it just live there and be a great piece of television, without like bleeding it dry and being like, where else can we bring these characters? Yeah. And of course, with Game of Thrones, you can't have a freaking plane crash in the middle of Wisteria Lane. Like, you, 
Yeah. I would Atlantic. love to see that though. All you can't the same. do that. It's, you have, you're quite limited in what they can actually do. Yeah. And I think it's been eight seasons of who's going to be on the throne? Who's going to be on the throne? And there's two battles left to be fought, and then that's it. Would you watch a prequel? Or do you think there's room for a prequel like that? I think absolutely, yeah. I think we are coming in very much towards the latter half of the story and the history of Westeros. So I would be very into how Daenerys' dad and her ancestors were on the throne, how all the dragons were, uh, Robert's, you know, kind of rebellion to get to the throne and all of that. I'd be quite into that. So yes, I would watch that. I want to play a quick game of uh, Ride, Marry, Slay with you. Oh, yes. Um, so Jon Snow from Game of Thrones. Oh, are these all from Game of Thrones? No. <laughs> oh. Jon Snow, uh, the Channel 4 broadcaster. And uh, John Delaney. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Ooh. Ride Mary Slay. <laughs> I'd ride Jon Snow Game of Thrones. Fair, yeah. I'd marry Jon Snow... Channel 4 Broadcaster. Channel 4 Broadcaster. Classic. John Laney Slay. Goodbye. Not the good Slay. Out of the FBI and out of Panama's yeah, heart. Yeah. Who do you think is the most fanciable character on Game of Thrones? It changes so often. It's what terrifies me. Yeah. So we at work we have a WhatsApp group because one of the girls is just starting watching it and we wanted to... Shout out Ziz. Hi Ziz. We wanted to have a support group for her. Yeah. So there's a group of four or five of us in the WhatsApp group and we were chatting about it and you don't know this breed but... Yeah. Arya has a list of people she wants to kill. Oh. So the whole way through the series, she's like, Cersei, Joffrey, Ilan Payne, the Hound. And I'm like, basically, Arya's list is just a list of people I would ride personally. <laughs> <laughs> because I have weird, bizarre taste. I really fancy the Hound. Do He's you? He's a very complex character. With a name like that, how yeah. could you not? He has like <laughs> oh, half breeze. his face burned off. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> He's, it's, it's not the face that gets me, it's the greasy hair. He uses he the greasy yeah, hair. Yeah, he uses the C word more than anybody I've ever crossed in my life. Yeah. I respect him for it. <laughs> I love it. Um, I like, I'm a big, I was texting you about this yesterday, like Cersei has wormed her way into my heart. Like I kind of want her to dominate me a small bit. You're, mm, you're only on season three. It'll oh, change. It'll change, oh, girl. Like, Will it? She's quite, calculated and meticulous to then and then after that point she kind of loses her own of herself yeah and just gets goes full crazy bitch but I mean which I see a lot of myself admirable, in her at that yeah, point yeah absolutely yeah. do you think the show would have been success- as successful without social media because I I think it's the only reason why I'm watching it because people are talking about it online and I take so much heat I'm the such pressure a of every you feel like everyone else yeah. in the world is watching it absolutely so. and you feel like it's you way more pressure are on your own like yeah and do you feel that you've missed out yeah massively but now I'm just gone stubborn like you said yeah yeah um, yes I think it has a massive 
part to do with it. Like we'll say a lot of people wouldn't have watched it from the beginning. Yeah. From, from when it originally came out in 2011 or whatever it was. They would have started watching it in 2015, 16 when it started being picked up on social media. So I think yeah, it has helped it massively. Um, but yeah, no, I do think so. Very yeah. much so. I've just been looking at like the how it's kind of invaded popular culture as well in like every aspect and it just seems to be everywhere. We've seen Jonathan Van Ness from Queer Eye, his own series recapping Game mm-hmm. of Thrones called Gay of Thrones, Thrones appropriately. Really, really good. But like you see ads kind of like jump on that bandwagon now. Like I saw Aldi had one yeah. where it was when I was watching one. So I don't know if it, that was planned or whatever, but it was like it was some ad for toilet roll or something, but it was set up as if it was like these two lads about to scrap or something. Yeah, there's a and dinner time one as well. Yeah, and pennies are after coming out with like, I feel like they're going to take this as like their the new Harry, Harry Potter. Because yeah, yeah. they have Game of Thrones tea towels. I don't understand how they're allowed. Because they certainly aren't paying for a license for it because it would be way too much money. Yeah. Do you think so? I, like, I feel like they have for some of them. I feel like they did previously for like Pokemon or something. Because I have a... I have a Pokemon t-shirt and it's like the Nintendo company. Cute. Cute. Um, but yeah, it just, even like looking at jo- George R. R. Martin's uh, Twitter, like he's as bad for the SpawnCon as any influencer really? because he had something up about like Game of Thrones Oreos like on the 15th Incredible. of April and it wasn't even like an April Fool's. It's legit. Genuine. Like, Maybe uh, he's a big Oreo fan. He looks like a big old Santi, doesn't he? He does. I mean, who isn't an Oreo it's fan realistically? Like the collaboration, 10 all collaborations. But he would be just, one of those people that like if someone was like, you can have three people at a dinner party, living or dead, I'd be like, I don't want anybody. I just want George. Or really? Martin. Yeah. I know a guy who moved to New York a couple of years ago and he was like walking around Central Park there last week and just bumped into him. I would but get like, sick. only he would know, like only certain he, fans know really like. know what he looks like. I would yeah. vomit. I love him. Really? I love him. I, I love just, him. It's just his brain. Like, how did he come up with all of that? What yeah. would you ask him? Uh, oh, stop, Nuda. I don't have the time. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have the time. We are so limited on time. Um, what was I going to ask you next? Do you have anything planned for the last episode in terms of like a viewing party? Or See, that's just... the annoying thing is that I have to get up at four o'clock in the morning for work. Yeah. So I could get up early and watch it live and then be knackered or I could watch it after work or try. No, I don't have anything planned is the answer. I would imagine there will be some sort of viewing party at work and I would like that to be the case. But also I know how hard I'm going to cry. Yeah. So I would also like just to be on my own be for over. that. Yeah, like I need to scrub all my tan off and just have like tissues everywhere and ice cubes and tea bags for my eyes to get rid of the puffiness afterwards. If you follow Pamela on Instagram, she's a at Piance Joyce. Excellent. Um, she's an aggressive crier, but I admire it. <laughs> like I just, I feel every emotion quite intensely. Yeah. So I, I feel happiness intensely and it's great, but I can cry at the drop of a hat. But there are certain things that I will weep at. Yeah. And it like, it gets into my soul. Yeah. Like, I feel the pain of every character that was ever written down in these books and into the series. Do you think and you'll just, cry because it's over? Or do you think you'll cry with, like, relief that you finally know who's going to No, the because it's over. Oh, really? Yeah. You'll feel <laughs> no relief of, like, Absolutely finally having your answer. whatsoever. Yeah. <laughs> no. Just, I'm done. Yeah. How do you avoid spoilers? Because I know Ali that you work with and Sean, they went to the premiere in Belfast. And they I saw actually the don't episode. talk about that because it's quite rude that they got to go. <laughs> <laughs> whatever. Devastating. <clears throat> I was actually supposed to go and lost my job. <gasps> 
Yay! I don't know. I'm just going to crowbar that yeah. into every until facet someone of Until someone contacts me as a result of this podcast okay. and offers me a job. Perfect. But, but generally, how do you avoid spoilers? Because obviously your other co-workers then, they did, Myrna O'Connell did the Night's Watch yeah. podcast. Yeah. And they got up and watched it live. Were you, and you, but you were working the next day, so you couldn't, whatever. Were you a bit freaked? like, Or is it just a case of turn off your phone, I, mute the words? Because yeah, I know I, just, I do that with Drag Race. Like I do this weird thing where like I'm scrolling, scrolling, scrolling and like it's almost as if I'm looking for the spoilers. Yeah. Like and then I'll see a photo flash up and I'll fuck my phone across the room and I'm like, no, don't look at it. <laughs> and then I'll be like, okay, they're out there. It's fine. Just don't go back on your phone. Fair. So I just panic. Now, I think people are quite respectful about it, but I think there is a time limit on when it's acceptable to put up spoilers. Now, I don't mean like putting a post on Facebook being like, oh my God, can't believe so-and-so died. Yeah. But I think with a series this big and how much hype there is about it I think it goes out in two, at 2 o'clock in America or 2 o'clock Irish time and then it's on Now TV straight away yeah and you could have recorded it on Sky and it goes out again on Sky at 9 o'clock that night given how big it is I think Tuesday morning anything goes yeah you can yeah. say what you want and I won't be thick about it like obviously don't write it blatantly in front of my eyes I want to be have to click into it yeah but I just think come Tuesday morning lads sorry game. yeah absolutely what could you see as the worst possible ending to the show for you? Do you mean like worst as in worst for Westeros or just lazy writing? Both. Okay, that interesting. sounds interesting. Uh, option one, worst for Westeros is that the Night King just takes over and everyone dies. Yeah, actually when you said that, that doesn't sound like a buzz for anyone. <laughs> Although there. I love it to end that way. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Really You'd feels... probably feel a lot less guilty then for having yeah. not yeah, watched it. Yeah, be like, it, oh, like... well, it was shit anyway. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, the They're Night not going to do that, though. He's probably more cracked than Bran, to be fair, though. So yeah. I'd be okay with him. Who would you rather go on the session with, Bran or the Night King? <laughs> the Night King, definitely. In fairness, yeah. Um, and then in terms of lazy writing, I really hope it's not just left open-ended. Oh, would, God. That would really annoy me. I like everything to be wrapped up in a nice little package. I don't think I they will, done. just judging from what they've done. Like, they've no issue... Closing doors, yeah, people uh, like yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. Seen, so, um, and I also would not be into like a here's a big massive scene. This is how it all culminates, and then a big dramatic ending, and then the last scene is like five years on, and like it's little kids running around the place and everyone being happy. I'm not into that. Fair I just enough. want a dramatic ending. That's why I'm kind of dissatisfied with John and Daenerys at the minute because I know obviously it's not, it seems a bit happy families now but literally but like it's yeah, not oh. going to be you know what I mean because <laughs> yeah. they're allowed yeah. to dodge yeah. come here I must ask as well I think a lot, one of the main criticisms from because even when I told my mum I was doing this podcast she was like oh yeah Game of Thrones I wouldn't know anything about that now because the minute she knew it was like riding and violence she was like I'm done I'm tapping out yep. uh, you're a big fan of your mum as you would be I don't know why I first <laughs> I think riding and violence and you're a big fan of your mum in the same <laughs> sentence. Where are you going with this, Vanilla? Does your mum watch it? Absolutely not. Was she averse, to, completely averse to it? Like? I'd say she doesn't even know it exists. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> Just like... She is very... She will watch Dancing on Ice, Dancing with the Stars, Strictly, Coronation Street, and that's it. That's Dancing it. on Ice. She knows it's, what she likes. She, she knows does. what she likes. Yeah. Oh, she, no, she would so not be into it. Oh, really? She would hate it. Why? Just because... She doesn't like anything that's too complex. She wants a very easy story that has maybe four characters, and that's it. Fair. Which I respect. Yeah. <laughs> are you busy. the kind of person so that if you were watching it with someone who isn't a fan, are you kind of, We tried to sit down to watch it the other night, me and my housemates, and Jack was like, 
do not speak for this hour. And Good. I'd already seen it. Thank you, Jack. But I, but I was like, I wanted to ask some questions because obviously I'm still in the middle of it. And no, he was get like, out. No, no, no. Yeah, literally. Like, get out. Like, no, no. If you could compare that to like, drag, like I know it's not the same, but like Drag Race and like Jack came in and started asking a lot of questions like, who's that, who's that? You'd go mad. Like, I, I don't think I would, thing. but you would. Well, I just like, shut up well, and let me watch Drag it Drag Race is a lot less it's yeah, it's tense. A, yeah, true. And I mean, there is tension, but it's not quite as Game of Thrones tense. Just and like, that's what ad breaks are for. Yeah. Even with the chase, I'm like, it's the final chase. It's two minutes. Shut your mouth. <laughs> Shut your mouth. I can't hear Bradley, okay? <laughs> so that's what ad breaks are for. And Fair. if you have a question, I will, till the end. on occasion, Maybe let you end. raise your hand. <laughs> Honestly. And if I will you have the speaking stick, yeah. you can speak. I will answer it during the ad break. Write them down if you want. I don't care. Do you think there's any show that compares from like the early noughties? I know we were when we were talking about this before. I, we yeah, I've been thinking about old. this and asking people all week and... The most I could come up with it was like a lot of um, older people were saying The Sopranos where they'd all like okay. sit down everyone they knew would sit down on like Sunday evening to watch The Sopranos. Yeah. I was. I think I was too young for that. Yeah. The only one that I remember Lost. was I just wasn't yeah mm, Lost actually one. I hadn't thought of. I actually watched The that. only <laughs> other one that I remember and it was kind of on the cusp of this like social media thing and live tweeting and stuff was Breaking Bad. I remember yeah. that last episode and it, people losing their minds because they just de- they couldn't cope with the yeah. show ending. It was I, just like such a visceral reaction to it. I started watching it, got to like maybe halfway through season two and I was like, not for Breaking me. Breaking Bad. Yeah. I was the same. I got to like season it. three and, and then just like, okay, just like power through season one or two. I'm like, no, I'm watching this to be entertained. I don't want to have to work to get to the good part of it. Yeah. yeah. So negative. See ya. You, which was the difference with Game of Thrones. Like you were immediately sucked in from yeah. day one. And also just like, there's just the writing is so amazing and I can't cope there's like tiny little things that now that I'm watching it the second time you pick up on that you didn't even see the first time yeah and they don't draw like that's what I love about it nothing is like dumbed down or explained too much yeah it's all there if you if you pick up on a quote and you're like great but they're not gonna like dumb it down and be like oh dumb that down and let me know what you're actually saying word for word and little tiny little one liners that are thrown out are just incredible and even like Season 8, episode 1, I think the opening thing is like a little boy running through Winterfell and climbing up the tree to look at Daenerys, who is now the queen, whatever, coming into Winterfell, mirroring season 1, episode 1, where Bran is like climbing around the place and looking to get a vantage point to watch Robert come in. And I'm like, it's all full circle. It's so beautiful. Yeah. Oh. I hadn't thought of that actually when yeah. you said because it's been so long for me since I watched mm. season 1. There's no spoon feeding there, so. No. Breed, would you be any more? <laughs> Why was I here today? <laughs> Why would you be any no, more? We're not finished. Come on. Are you any more on board? Oh, I definitely. I I have plans to like get all the DVDs and just like binge this summer. I'm just very DVDs. busy. I'm a very I'm, busy woman. I'm surprised just because you're a better binger than I am. I binge I'm, everything. That's yeah. why I'm surprised as well. But then the big ones like Breaking Bad, the Game of Thrones. Um, there was something else as well that was like massive, and I just like because it was so big, I was like, I'm not watching that. And well, you were just averse to the hype, just like, like yeah, yeah. I didn't want to watch it because I felt like other people were watching it. I'm Fair. a bit like that. I want to watch like it Peaky Blinders and stuff. Peaky like, Blinders no. is another one. Yeah, yeah. I was like no, I'm never. Gonna but watch I think with the thing with Game of Thrones is that a lot of we'll say Netflix series and TV shows they're 40 minutes long. Yeah. yeah. Whereas Game of Thrones is actually 51 or 57 minutes long. Like it's yeah. long. Yeah. And it's intense, and it's not like you can be on your phone during it. Like you need to have your phone face down on Do Not Disturb on silence Full the attention. other side of the room. You need to yeah. watch every second of it. There's been a couple of times where I found this week where I have been watching it and I've been kind of half on the laptop doing other bits and I found myself then having, like I've been kind of half watching mm. and then I've had to go back and like Google who is yeah. Melisandra? Why is Stannis writing her and not his wife? Like it's, <laughs> it's a lot going on. Yeah. 
there's a lot going on. Yeah, and you need to really be in the zone for it. And also, you probably couldn't watch more than three episodes in a row. Yeah, uh, that's what a lot of people, because I put it up on my Instagram, like even last week. And I was like, could I watch the whole thing before the new series premiered? In a week. Impossible. No, but someone someone Googled it and apparently it would, if you watched it non-stop Stop now, just sleep, about. It, w- it would take like three days, like ju- two and a half days or something, no. right? No, apparently, yeah. Now, obviously, I wasn't going Which to what, do that. There's seven, there's six seasons of 10 episodes at 60. Season seven had six, six episodes That's like, 67 hours. That's more than three days. Oh. Isn't it? No. I don't. Oh, this isn't a maths podcast. <laughs> what do I look like? Fucking Richard Iowadi. Like, um, no, but it's, it was some like, some like internet clock thing or something and that's what people told me. But then I had like two people write to me being like, I mean, you can if you want, but like maybe your mental health whatever, maybe yeah, don't do it. And, yeah. I was like, and you wouldn't you enjoy it. For me. Yeah, that's the thing. I think it would just be and more of a slog. The way it was supposed to be watched was the way it came out. They obviously will say for production reasons there's been two years between season seven and season eight but it's so intense and it's such a long story Yeah, that it's meant to be watched in installments rather than in one massive sitting. Yeah. Like it's, it was told over ten years for a reason. You know? Yeah. Have you been up to the tour in Belfast? Or are you planning on no, going No, I up? haven't and I would love to go. So my... I'm still emotionally recovering from going to the Harry Potter studios in London. Oh yes, because you're a big Harry Potter four fan years well. ago. <laughs> so I've, I'm afraid of what would happen. I think I'd leave a portion of my soul in Belfast. Fair. And I would just cry like uh, my friend Ali from Today FM was up there and she FaceTimed me while she was looking at all the costumes and stuff and I cried. Yeah. And I then I ordered three in one to make myself feel better. I think that's really boring. Did Lucy not go this weekend to she did. your housemate? Yeah, and you know, what, is she Lucy Keane from Galway? Yes. Fellow Galway what? woman. She lives with me. Oh my goodness. She's going to shit herself that we're talking about her. Hi, oh my Lucy. God, it's, this has turned into like, what's that show that Davina hosts and it's like adopted, Davina McCall, it's like adopted families. Long last like, families. Long last families and it's like, we do know Lucy Keane. Oh She's God, also going to cry. Pamela's going to cry. Oh my God. No, sorry, but what did you, what did she think of the I exhibition? I haven't seen her since. I don't oh, okay. know. I've heard of other people going up though and they said it was just kind of a big money racket and that it's not yeah. as interesting up there as it is in can the show. Can you blame them though? I can only imagine what it's done for the local economy and even like yeah. Croatia. That's become such a thing with Game of Thrones tours there because they filmed bits of it there as well, didn't they? Yeah. Like Croatia, Spain, Malta, Northern Ireland. Limerick? Yeah. Do they film in Limerick? <laughs> Don't they film in Limerick? Don't, didn't they move the studios down from Belfast to Limerick? No, I think that was the other series that he's making, Night Shifter or something like Night. that. Night Crawlers. I was saying, no, is that that's, it's always funny. It's always funny. No crawlers. Oh, I don't know. Anyway, yeah, but they they film all over the gaff. You can't really blame them when it. Like I know people who would go up when around the time they were filming just to try and scope out the cast. Like, oh yeah, trying to see Amelia Clark getting a booge. I'm like, or something. That was my question <laughs> as well. Why is like John, like Kit Harrington, Amelia Clark? Why are they all getting the fame? And if there's a hundred and whatever characters, they're the big. They're the main. They're the guys, main players. Yeah. Like Daenerys okay. will say to make it more accessible for someone who's never watched it. Yeah. Daenerys is Kim Kardashian. John's probably Chloe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably. Actually, like, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Cersei Chris maybe? I would have said Scott. <laughs> oh my god, Scott is a gem. No, Tyrion Lannister is Scott. Mm. Oh yeah, actually <laughs> yeah. that makes more sense. Yeah. Jamie yeah, yeah. I'd want a bone in the Kardashian clan. Who would you want to bone? Yeah, that I can correlate it to Jamie because Jamie is just a little. Oh um, yeah, yeah. Even do you fancy Jamie, even though he's totally dodge and only has one? No, hand? he is one of <laughs> the most beautiful character arcs I've ever seen in my oh, life. Oh really? Yeah. 
that's you another thing that I have to look forward to. He will well. come out the far side okay. and he will die. Interesting. Yeah. And um, before we get on to our mini bandwagons, Pamela, could you, if you want to leave us with three words to convince anyone listening who is still on the fence, I mean, you still have, there's six episodes in season eight, isn't it? Which is the final Which season. Which is very rude. Yeah. You can't give me 10 episodes for six seasons. That's and very short, isn't it? Rude. But they're feature length, aren't they? There's two that are supposed to be like long. Oh, sham. Oh, okay. Like 90 minutes or something. Yeah, I think battle, yeah. I think episode three is Battle of Winterfell, so that'll probably be long. Lit. That'll be good. Yeah. Anyway, but anyone who's on the fence and is like, who has a lot of time in their hands, like me, um, what would you say to them to try and convince them to in get them words. on the bandwagon? In three words, yeah. I would go with tears, titties, Targaryens. <laughs> It has it all. Breeze, do you want to lead us into our mini bandwagons of the week? Sure. So um, it's coming into the summer, holiday season. We all love a good book. We um, do. So myself and Fanula have started reading the Mrs. Hinch book and also the Danny Dyer book. And What would Danny do? What would Danny do? Yeah. yeah the very question we ask ourselves once a day. Who is Mrs. Hinch for anyone who doesn't know Breed? So Mrs. Hinch was... Uh, a cleaning Instagrammer and the first of her kind she got like really massive just putting up Instagram stories of her like cleaning her house and like her with her dog her with her husband um, and it just got it got absolutely massive I she's 2.3 million followers now on yeah, Instagram yeah it's massive I think she was really big among like mammies and people who actually like own houses because yeah. I really didn't hear about her for a long time but my cousin um, recommend, like got me onto her and she's actually gas. She's really funny. She just, she seems like a really, really nice woman. Yeah. She does regular so slots on this morning with Phil and Holly, like cleaning stuff and showing her products and stuff. Like totally harmless, like really fluffy, but like genuinely Very nice. Very accessible to the average watching. Yeah. housewife. Absolutely. Her book is out now at the minute and it is $14.99 in Easton's. We'll let you know how we get on with that on the Insta and otherwise. What's up next, Breed? Um, so we went to a concert last week and I saw a lot of people wearing the colour neon orange. It's like that kind of blood orange. This is actually a gorgeous colour. Mm-hmm. Blood orange. She's so pretentious. Shut up. It's red. Blood orange. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> so I'm thinking it's going to be the colour of the summer. I think neon in general, but I am very much on board with like the, the Calippo, Calippo colour scheme. Like I think that's something I'd like to channel for longitude, but I mean, watch this space. I mean, can anyone pull it off? I can, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> I, what do you mean? What do you, like everyone, like... Neon orange does not suit anyone. Um... That remains to be seen. Okay. Watch I, cha- this space. I challenge you. I okay. challenge you. And finally, Breach. Finally, there's a new movie out um, this Friday from the mind of Amy Poehler and Tina Fey and that whole gang of women that uh, give us like Bridesmaids and all those really gas movies. Maya Rudolph and Rachel Dratch as well. Rachel Dratch, they're in it. Yeah. Um, it's called Wine Country. It's about a group of women who go away to celebrate one of their 50th, 40th birthdays or 50th birthdays? 40th, I think. And they just all get locked and have a big laugh. Very similar to Bridesmaids, but it set looks. in like a uh, vineyard. Gas. Sign anything that Maya Rudolph is on. Yeah. Just sign me up. Sign yeah. me up. And it's, it was directed by Amy Poehler. This one's good. What's it called again? White wine. Freaking love it. Go, like, so go on the moths. A guaranteed laugh. Go on the moths. Speaking of moths, Pamela, thank you so oh, much for joining us. Mat. Yeah, of course moths are moths. Moths not a Galway thing, so I don't know. I think moths is good. No, it is. Well, good. you're a bona fide wagon now. Yeah, you're a bona fide wagon Ew. as well. Um, tell people where they can find you and what you're doing um, and well, where you live. If you are obscene and crazy and you're up at five o'clock in the morning, 
you can listen to me on Today FM. If not, you can get me on Twitter or Instagram as Beyonce Joyce. Beyonce, but with a P. Thank you so much for educating us and uh, joining us again. Thanks everyone for listening as always. Don't forget to rate, review and subscribe to help us make our way to our own Iron Throne of iTunes number one. We are on Instagram, Twitter, um, on our own personal accounts and on Bandwagon's podcast. Uh, I'm Breed Boo. I'm Fanula J, J-A-Y, like the Simpsons. People seem to think that that's my actual second name, but it's just a really shit Simpsons reference that I can't shake now. So there you go. Thanks that's so much it. for listening. We'll be back in two weeks with another massive wagon. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Jonathan I say it he's like where are my jackets yeah like that (laughs) but maybe not like a goal me (laughs) okay hello this is Danny Pellegrino host of the everything iconic podcast and I'm here to tell you all about splash refresher because hydration is mandatory but boring is not now I love my water but if I don't spice it up I'm not going to finish what I took out of the fridge that's why I love my Splash Refresher, which is flavorful, delicious, bright, hydrating, and zero calories. The wild berry flavor is my fave. No, wait. Is the pineapple mango flavor my fave? You know what? All five craveable Splash Refresher flavors are my fave because they're so delicious. So get hydrated and enjoy it with Splash Refresher. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.